This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Episode 21, IT Horror Stories. Halloween is right around the corner. Peter and Adam share horror stories from the IT front. The nifty of the week is the Canex keyboard. Well, tell me about this horror story. <laughs> so, so uh, yesterday we got an email, or well, we got an email saying this guy can't open his PDF. It's opening something else, and he thinks maybe he has a virus. So, okay, well, could be a bad PDF, could be a virus. So, connect to him. He's definitely got a crypto locker of sorts. So, okay. So, well, we start looking at all every file, and they've got a uh, bidding application, and he's okay. encrypted the database for the bidding application. So, nobody can bid anymore. And uh, so, he asked. When you say he, you mean the, the crypto locker he? Or yeah, or the, he... the crypto locker he. So, so, this wasn't a security measure on the part of your client? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, got it, got it. So, but so here, here's the here's the uh, kicker on it. It the email was quarantined by Google. Google said, "Do not open this email. We think it's fraudulent." He said, "Nah, it's good." <laughs> so, <laughs> so he he allowed it through, and so this happened on Wednesday. He did it Wednesday afternoon, uh-huh. and then didn't. And he noticed that he couldn't run his PDFs anymore, but he didn't bother to call us until Thursday. And he's like, I still can't open these PDFs. Well, what are you, what are you talking about? You, you just told us that you couldn't. So we tell the guy, okay, your, your computer is encrypting the server. We take your computer off. So we take his computer offline and tell him, okay, don't do anything for right now until we get back to you. <laughs> You know, so we we restore all the files on the file server and the database server that's got their uh, estimating software. We get it all done, and we're sitting there. You know, we got to clean servers from restores. The files start encrypting again. Like what the huh. heck? So somebody else must have it. You know, somebody else has got the crypto locker. So you know, I don't know who, but we'll find it. Well, we start looking around. This guy turned his computer back on and started working again. I knew it. Yeah. Totally knew that was what's going to happen. Yeah. And I, well, I told him, I said, we're going to have to disable his account so he can't log back in anywhere. Yeah. Well, you probably should. Yeah. But you know, we definitely, yeah, I've dealt, I've dealt with clients like that for sure. Well, you know, so we, told, we shut him down. And he had two other computers he could work on. He just had to work on this one. And yeah. even though, he, so we shut him down. We went. I told him we're going by there today. Pick up your laptop, and he says, uh, "So you'll have this back to me on Monday, right?" I'm like, uh, "No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to work all weekend just for you, <laughs> so you can re-encrypt my server again." <laughs> that's right. Oh, brother, that's a that's a good uh, good horror story. Uh, I guess I have one to share too. That's relatively current. I'm going through, as you know, um, we uh, have a client who we're in the process of unwinding our business arrangement with, mm-hmm. 
Um, it's at this point we're pretty much understood that you know it's not a great fit. I mean, we've done everything. We have honored our agreement. We've done all the services, but uh, frankly, and as the CEO has said straight off the bat, it comes down to cost. Mm-hmm. And they just don't want to spend that much on IT services. Now, mm-hmm. he's very quick to point out whenever we open any conversation, you guys have done an amazing job. You brought us from, you know, we were totally backwards. Nothing worked. We couldn't do anything. Now things are working. Um, but, uh, you know, right now it's about cost. So, uh-huh. okay. So the way I could look at it is this was a project to sort of get them up to speed. And now that we've gotten them up to speed, we'll hand the reins over to someone else. Sure, less qualified. Not, absolutely. And, and if it deteriorates under that person's care, then hey, that's not my problem. Yeah. Um, and that's not the first time we've, you know, done projects like that. Only that wasn't, you know, that wasn't our understanding going in. And as a result, um, you know, we this was a three-year contract. So when we start a three-year contract, we do things like license stuff. We mm-hmm. buy things and you know, we buy hardware, we buy software, we buy services, warranties, agreements, subscriptions, etc. Yeah. With the anticipation that we're going to have them for call me kooky, three years. <laughs> or thirty-six months, whichever or comes first. Or thirty-six months, whichever comes first. Exactly. <laughs> right. So we've got all these uh, things and you know we're talking about things like Office 365 and online backups, hardware warranties, support contracts, firewall licenses, antivirus subscriptions, etc. etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the server hardware. We supply the server the server hardware, networking hardware, firewall hardware, wireless access points. We put all this stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And they've just decided, decided, you know, like, all right, well, we found someone else we we're gonna be switching. It's like, okay. Uh, well, you know, they said, well, I said, you know, I'm willing to work with you on this. Let's, let's see what it's going to take. Okay, great. So I said, uh, well, here's, here's the cost. And it's written right into our contract that, you know, after one year, if you choose to terminate the the contract early, this is the cost Mm -hmm. right there. I mean, it's (laughs) played plain as day, plain as day. (laughs) Well, the, the, he came back and he says, well, you know, in section four dot, 10 of your uh, agreement, it says we can buy it out for this amount, and that includes the prorated amount for yada, yada, yada. So I want you to reconsider this price and give me a better price. <laughs> and and he also said, this isn't a three-year agreement. It doesn't say that. <laughs> and I was like, huh, okay. So I, I looked back at it, and you know, I reread the section that he quotes, and you know, plain as day, it says right there. <laughs> that this is, um, <clears throat> you know, the prorated cost for early termination, which you can exercise after one year. Okay, fine. Then mm-hmm. I scroll up, you know, oh, look at that. Section 4.6, a mere three paragraphs sooner. <laughs> it, it says this project will be in, you know, be enforced for 36 months <laughs> or three years, whichever comes first. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm like, uh, yeah, dude, it, uh, it, it is a, uh, three-year agreement does, mm-hmm. does say that, you know, and, and I said, look, I understand you want to, cl- you know, you want to cancel it out. Perfect sense. You've made the argument. That's great. But it doesn't mean that I should be responsible for eating all of the cost. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and the thing is, you know, used computer equipment, like used anything 
has more of a value to the person who's using it right now than mm-hmm. to someone else, even if it's only perceived. Oh, yeah. You know, the instant you drive a car off the lot, it loses thousands of dollars of value. Why? <laughs> because if you wanted to sell it, there's got to be something wrong with it. <laughs> yeah. And that's the only difference, yeah. right? And, you know, it's the same thing with, you know, like old used computer equipment. It's really hard to sell used computer equipment for anything resembling a profit. Mm-hmm. You know, you know that as well as I do. It's a, it's a fire sale of mm-hmm. everything. But what is the cost to move computers, <laughs> you know, move to new servers, move to, you know, deploy new firewalls, migrate everybody's data off that, you know. Yeah. So there's, there's value in keeping that equipment which is working just fine it's doing mm-hmm. everything it's supposed to be doing keeping it in place yeah so you know all of a sudden i'm back in you know having to to resell this you know just hey, just a reminder dude you know <laughs> you're getting value for this service mm-hmm. we expected you know another year there's more than a year left on the contract that we're or no just just under a year at this point mm-hmm. uh left on the contract that we expected to be fulfilling so you know i said just i said we will honor the terms of our agreement which allows you to buy the equipment for this price. Right. And I haven't heard anything <laughs> from him since then. But his new chosen replacement has been emailing us asking for access to the systems. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, here's the access that you need to access the client's data, but I'm not giving you access to, you know, what's my equipment essentially, mm-hmm. my stuff, until we've straightened this out. Because right now, it feels to me like he's just planning on walking and saying, yeah. come get your stuff. <laughs> so I'm like, look, you got two choices, dude. You can either fulfill the life of the agreement as mm-hmm. we had planned, go until next year, or you can buy it out for this much. End of discussion. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. It's not really a horror story right now, but it's, a, you know, it's, a, it's like a tall tale, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Fairy tale? I don't know what you'd call it. <laughs> well, I guess he clearly hasn't thought it out because if he's like, well, this is your gear. Okay, well, today's Friday. I'll be there on Saturday to unplug it and pack it up out of there. Yeah. Well, wait, what? What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How am I going to work? Huh. I, I'm just picking up my gear. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. <laughs> oh, brother. Yeah, so, so that's that. <laughs> so let's see. So I've got one with a client. This guy, I'll, I better call him something other than his real name. We'll call him George. So, <laughs> so George uh, is looking for IT. And I've got a peer here in Nashville and I told him, I said, uh, I said, hey, I just picked up this client. Seems like they'd be a good, a good client. His name, uh, they're over off of Riley Parkway. And he said, his name's not George, is it? <laughs> and I said, I said, yeah. He said, dude, don't go. Oh, <laughs> don't go. You know. Yeah. So Word I'm like, spreads, huh? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, well, and at this time I was pretty early in my company, and I really. Uh, I was not turning any work away at this point. So mm-hmm. I, I was like, well, let me just feel it out and maybe it'll make sense. And maybe it was just a chemistry thing. And so so we, we went there and everything seemed okay. And then they had they wanted to do a bunch of uh, bunch of reconfigures because they had, uh, you know, this was at 2009. So they had lost a lot of employees. 
So there were a lot of vacant computers, but market was picking back up for them. So they were getting ready to gear those computers back up. So we were getting in there and doing it. And so I had I had Mike, my other uh, my primary tech, with me, and we were in there doing stuff. And George says to Mike, he says, "I need you to make this computer do this, whatever it was." And Mike said, "Okay, so let me let me look at it." And he gets to and Mike is uh, well, he was born here in Tennessee, but he lived his life out west. So he's got a real slow southern drawl. And <laughs> you know, you just can't you can't get him rattled. If you get him rattled, I mean it's as far as like getting him upset, it's really bad. But he's in there and so so George has like to give you a picture, in his office, he's got like salesmen it's got articles about him all over the place like news articles about him okay and you're like oh okay well that's interesting and then it's got placards on the wall for salesman of the year given to himself i was gonna say for his own organization from him to him from him to him but you know maybe he wasn't always the president but i I don't know, but but he's got placards of himself being the salesman of the year in the sales office, not in his CEO office. But anyway, so Mike's in there working on his computer, and he says, I just can't figure out how to make your computer do what you said it would do. I I just can't, I don't know any way to make it do that. And so he starts yelling at Mike. He says, "Are you calling me a liar?" <laughs> and he's like, "I'm, I'm not calling you a liar. I just don't know how to make your computer do what you're saying you're gonna do." <laughs> and they, I mean, Mike starts having to raise his voice at this guy yelling at him. I'm like, "This is gonna be the first client I've ever fired." <laughs> Mm. <laughs> and they were. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I, I've I've had to. I, I've been in. It's it's amazing. I've been in remarkably similar circumstances to what you just <laughs> described. Um, I that's that's one thing too. And I guess you know we're not trying to get preachy. This is you and I. We're just sort of venting. But you know, moral of the story here is don't be these people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like seriously, don't ask people. I I've had I've um. I have had companies want to hire us to circumvent uh, license agreements and um, mm-hmm. like software expired. They stopped paying for it and it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. And they hired, they said, well, you know something about, you know, security and computer hacking, right? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, something. They're like, well, we have this application and it's not working. I'm like, okay, what what does that have to do with? I mean, did you did it get hacked? What, yeah. What's going on? And they said, well, we've got this this. And I was like, oh, okay. I said, well, you know, who's who's the vendor? And so, oh, it's XYZ Corporation. I'm like, okay. Um, have you been in touch with them for technical support? Uh, no, not not for a while. I'm like, all right, well, why don't we call them? Is your support contract current? Mm, no. I'm like, okay. Um, well, well, when did it expire? Uh, about, you know, a month ago. I'm like, okay. So it shouldn't be cost that much to renew, right? Well, it's, it's really expensive to renew. That's why we didn't renew it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um... You said the support contract wasn't renewed by by 
any chance was the subscription for this software also not renewing around a month ago? Well, <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, so what? You, this is sort of like saying I stopped paying for my insurance and I want to file a claim right now. And what you want me to do is help falsify your records to make it look like you still paid for it. Yeah. No, I am not doing that. Uh, so, you know, that's just ethics. I think we have the title for this podcast. Yeah, ethics. Ethics or something. You know? So... I think that's a that's a funny too, a funny cute little segue that um, you know as a uh, you know that I have a, a number of professional certifications and one of them is the CISSP, mm-hmm. and I get a kick out of the fact that you know CISSPs have to sign a code of ethics and we cover a chapter on uh, on ethics during the legal section of the training. And I hear now that in colleges, uh, you know, ethics is something that's being taught. And uh, and I'm like, really, really, uh, yeah. we, we're we're teaching ethics because apparently somewhere along the way, parents stopped doing this. Mm-hmm. But it makes me you know wonder because like if if I was to commit an ethics violation now, <laughs> um, I need to voluntarily report myself to the ish- the organization that issued my certification mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Now, now here's the thing. If I knowingly commit an ethics violation, what are the odds I'm going to turn myself in? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, my w- you know, it's like uh, like I didn't have ethics then, but now suddenly I found some to <laughs> to, to to do it. I I suppose it's possible, but really, well, well my. <laughs> My wife and I had one of the biggest arguments uh, that we've probably had, and that was about uh, HIPAA violation in the ethics of doctors. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 all I was saying was that that you know HIPAA doesn't make it to the doctor's benefit to mm-hmm. report a breach. Not at all. They shouldn't be punished unless they're in gross neglect. They shouldn't be punished for a breach. They should they should be held in recourse, meaning they should do what needs to be done to fix the issue. They but to punish them because they had a breach and they did nothing wrong, I think is wrong. And I mm-hmm. and I said it offers an ethical dilemma to the doctor or the management staff there to hide it because it's human nature that we don't like to admit it mistakes and we don't like to pay money for something that we did wrong. I said, so it offers an ethical dilemma to the doctor. And she, yep. she said, there is no ethical dilemma. They have to do the right thing. I'm like, oh, no, no. I said, I agree. They, they're absolutely supposed to, but they are a person and a person will make, <laughs> you know, ethical yep. decisions that, you know, if they if their choice is I have a two hundred thousand dollar fine which may sink my little practice, or I do the best that I can to recoup this without reporting it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, that's life. I mean, people make that decision. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're you're putting that's the thing too. Is I I have worked with a number of medical practices 
doctor's offices, chiropractors, dentists, physical therapists, etc., all subject to, you know, one form of, uh, you know, varying uh, levels of HIPAA compliance. And I've seen violations in all of them. Mm-hmm. And in just about every case, they're like, we don't care. <laughs> I'm like, but but you're kind of there's a law there that you uh, <laughs> but you know the odds of them getting found out are pretty low so they're just taking that gamble mm-hmm. and that's you know kind of kind of scary yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. well I, I don't know how we got here but we're we're here now so I had yeah. a I had a client that their computer got wet so their their basement it was a home office and this computer got wet in the home office and so they needed me in order to get to get it claimed with insurance to be replaced they needed me to claim that it was broken which mm-hmm. under my professional opinion i don't think you should ever rely upon a computer that has sat in water mm-hmm. <laughs> you know cuz you know those components are they are now oxidizing at a rate that you don't know. There's moisture in there. You know, just don't count on it. Replace it. Yep. Move on. Yep. So I took the computer uh, because I wrote a letter to their insurance company saying that it was, you know, junk and that they should replace it. And mm-hmm. I took the computer to be you know, compliant with the truth. And I said, well, I'll just take it. And if there's any parts out of it, I may use them, but I'll just throw it away. And a couple weeks later, she said, well, we got the new computer, and we need you to set up the old computer for somebody else. And I mm-hmm. said, "I said there is no old computer, remember? We mm-hmm. wrote a letter, and I certified that that was junk. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? No, you may not have your computer back. It's, it is junk, <laughs> certifiably. <laughs> but I, One of those uh, practices I was talking about was a dentist. Uh, they had a, uh, hardware, what, what happened exactly? They had a server crash down the road. I don't remember exactly what the circumstances were. Um, something, you know, the system failed and it needed us to do some work. And I think it was like a hard drive failed down the road. And sometime in the, in the, uh, prior to that, sometime they had experienced a uh, lightning surge, lightning strike, and so months later, uh, the the dentist wanted me to tell his insurance agency that this was caused by the lightning strike, that the the server failure, and I said I can't do that. I you know. It, is there a chance? I suppose there might be a, a, an infinitesimally small chance, but you know, generally when you have a lightning strike, the results are very apparent very <laughs> <Yeah>. quickly. <laughs> and you don't need an expert anything to tell you what happened. You know, you've got a nice black blob <laughs> left over and it's you usually smoldering. <laughs> yeah, exactly smoke um we did not have that here you know we had a machine you know like months after this event start acting a little weird and you know experience signs of hardware failure yeah so i was like i can't tell you that i said no i can't tell you that it was definitely caused i can't tell you that it was not caused by that lightning strike Mm -hmm. 
Personally, I don't think that that is the case, but I'm certainly not going to say, yes, this was caused <laughs> by a lightning strike. That's what caused that to behave this way. No, mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. It's just wrong. So, yeah, <laughs> ethics or some such. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I've often wondered why, I mean, we've, we've called in to Dell saying, yeah, we took a power surge or something, and they'll still replace the part. I'm like, okay. I wouldn't replace the part for us <laughs> for that, mm -hmm. but yeah, I guess if they honor yeah. it, they do. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the you know what their what their criteria is. You know, some vendors have amazing service policies, and they'll you know if anything goes wrong, they'll just it's it's cheaper to replace the power supply than it is to have a person on the phone with you and have that debate. <laughs> you know, so that's yeah. probably why. Mm -hmm. um, so that happens. I, I went through that. Um, I went through an issue with um, the docking station for my, my Microsoft Surface recently. Mm -hmm. I said, look, here's the problem I'm having. Um, I connect these displays. They don't work. After a little while, they work, but then they stop working. And I explained in depth all the troubleshooting that I was doing. And I said... <laughs> I believe this is a software problem. Uh -huh. I believe, and I'm trying to see if you have a new driver, new set of software. I was very clear, and I kept the transcript. You know, I said, mm -hmm. "Look," and they said, "Okay, <clears throat> uh, we've done our analysis, and it sounds like the dock is defective. We will send you a new one." <laughs> I said. I really don't think that will fix the problem. They're like, that's okay. Let us try. And you do not have to return the old doc to us. It's like, okay. So the way I'm reading this is as a, you know, you're sorry for the problems that I'm having. So you're sending me a new doc to, as, as a way to say you're sorry. You know, but I was like, I was very clear. I told them this seems like a software problem. And sure enough, I got the new doc. And it doesn't it work. In, and it does the exact same one problem the <laughs> yeah. old one did until a later Windows 10 uh, build came along and mm -hmm. has corrected drivers, and now it works just fine. <laughs> yeah. Both of them do. <laughs> that I don't feel. I, I hope that that's not an ethical problem because I was very clear. I yeah. told them, you know. In my professional opinion, it's software. But hey, what do I know? You're some script monkey who you know just reads knowledge base <laughs> articles that I've could have written. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I'll I'll go with whatever you say there, Bob. Sure. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> well, speaking of displays, I had a client. So he had he had to have like six monitors. He wanted to watch this this trading software, mm -hmm. and he wanted like six monitors. So he had. Uh, double uh, dual monitors with USB monitors and everything else. So it, it was this big thing. And so he moved, and he decided he wanted to put his computer together without my help. And he called me and said, I can't get this display to work. I said, okay, so what did uh, what have you done? And he said, he said well... I'm pretty sure it was a mistake when I did it, but I couldn't get the video cable to plug in. Uh, I just couldn't get it to cinch down, so I took a hammer and pounded it into place. <laughs> and I'm wondering if that's the problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna. 
I believe the term is sight unseen, but I'm going to go with, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, the, so his, his dual monitor had, uh, he had the Molex connector with split DVI. And so he was trying to shove the Molex connector into a DVI connector, which has, you know, if you look at it, there's no slot in a Molex say, connector. They're, they're similar, but they're not the same. <laughs> yeah. You push on it, you're like, this won't go in. But he did. He, he hammered it on there. I'm like, dude, this is not going to work. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is not, not going to end the way you think it's going to end. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Unless you think it's going to end in tears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he bought he bought some new uh video adapters. Oh, and then you were talking about uh hacked hacked in software. So so this was another construction company at the beginning uh of two thousand nine. And they same thing. They were they were trying to install software, expensive software, like AutoCAD Autodesk software, the the Revit products, which are really expensive, mm-hmm. and I was like, it's like okay, you guys are a startup. I don't know that you could really. I mean, I I just like okay, I guess they can afford this, and they're like, well, the key is not working, and so I I said, well, where's the key? And they said, here, here's the key file, and I open up the text document, and it's got the whereas written in the text, <laughs> you know, <laughs> across the top, and I said. I said, this is a hacked key. They're like, no, 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 we bought it, and that's the key that came with it. Sure you did. <laughs> and I said, well, whoever sold it to you, <laughs> uh-huh. this is this is not a, uh, a real product. They're like, well, yeah, you just got to run the key gen and then run the registry hack to break this, and then supposedly that key will work, but we tried it, and it just won't work. <laughs> and I'm like... This is not a valid product. I will not install this for you. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That, and that and that's the thing too is like you know ju- if if you paid somebody money something that does not mean that you are necessarily entitled to what it is that you got in return. Yeah. If it wasn't theirs to give you in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's not uh, not 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 too cool. You know, you you basically you paid for stolen goods, and mm-hmm. if you did it intentionally, really not cool. And if you did it by accident, well, really sorry. Yeah, but well, uh, yeah, I actually had a had a faux pas this uh, this week. The uh, so I know I know you're gonna cringe when I say this, but we bought a Sonic Wall. And <laughs> we well we we needed it fast because a client sonic wall was failing and we we I said well let's get one off of Amazon and I read somewhere somebody saying be careful buying the sonic walls on Amazon you may get a gray market I'm like oh that's good to know I said but I've never had one I mean I've never gotten a gray market one from there uh, sure enough I got I got the sonic wall configured went to register it it said. Da da da! You can't register this Sonic Wall. This is a gray market item. Blah blah blah. And so I sent them an email. Said, "Hey, I need help registering this." They sent back, "Yep, it's a gray market. This was manufactured for an, another country other than the United States. It's illegal. We will not register. Support." Da 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 da. And so uh, we we sent it back on Amazon, and and they 
honored it and took it back. But had we not tried to register it, that vendor was just pulling off illegal activity. And we have had that with Microsoft Office where people are selling it. You know, you needed an older version, not the current version. Like you need, we need 2013 or 2010 for a specific application. And we'd get it and it wouldn't register. And they're like, well, this has been registered 10 times. How's it been registered 10 times? It's brand new and it's it's sealed in the case here. Well, I don't I don't know. I mean, but it's been registered 10 times. Well, no, we called in one time and they said this has been registered 13 times. And Seth, my my uh, desktop tech right now, he said he said, "So, you allowed this to be registered 12 other times, but now you decide not to let register again?" <laughs> Right, yeah. exactly where I was going. It's like, how come of those other 10 people got in ahead of me? Yeah. <laughs> so, so we only buy from, you know, a VAR or somebody now. But mm-hmm. well, You can buy direct from Dell, can't you? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. the most part. But it's yeah. it's it ends up usually being ex- more expensive. But, but yeah. Yep. So... Well, you know, when you're ready to buy uh, Sophos UTMs from uh, uh, your favorite Sophos partner, you just give me a haul. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll set you up. I I think I'll just uh, I'll just try to buy them from you, and or <laughs> you could resell them to me, or however. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure that 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 uh, you know the that they've only fallen off one truck before <laughs> yeah. I send them your way. <laughs> so if they've fallen off ten trucks by then, it's too late. <laughs> catch up peter this says l sophos is that for here oh <laughs> uh, yeah i picked these up when i was down in mexico oh <laughs> 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 wonderful <laughs> um, what, what else do we have uh, for topics today <laughs> what's the thing you're nifty, nifty. what's your nifty? nifty okay my nifty thing for today is an item that I was asked to review recently. And it is, I'm holding it up to the camera, which nobody but you can see. Okay, it's a keyboard. It is a mini Bluetooth keyboard. Okay. And it's made by Canex, K-A-N-E-X. Okay. And it is, (coughs) excuse me, just about the same size, slightly smaller than an iPad mini. Okay. Okay, uh, I don't have the exact dimensions right now. It doesn't matter because uh, you know it's made. It, it'll work. It's Bluetooth, so it'll work with any Bluetooth device. Mm-hmm. So whether you have an iPhone or an Android tablet or a Macintosh computer or a Windows tablet or whatever, you can pair it with this, and essentially you get yourself a keyboard. Uh huh. And it's pretty slick because what I really like about it. It's about the same size as the iPad mini. So, you know, you're carrying around effectively two iPad minis mm-hmm. worth of space, uh, although it's lighter. Um, it supposedly has has the ability to last up to a couple of months on a charge. Really? On a rechargeable battery. So they say. I haven't had it long enough to test that, so I don't <laughs> know about that claim. Um uh, the keys are a little small. They're about the size of chiclets, you know, so it is not <laughs> like a, uh, you know, like a standard laptop-sized keyboard. It is mm-hmm. noticeably smaller than that. Um, that said, I found that I was pretty accurate with it. So, really? So, you know, I liked it, yeah. 
Um, the touch is nice. You know, it feels, it gives good feedback, so you can tell when you're actually hitting the keys, and it works pretty well. But what's really cool about it is it comes with its own little case. Now, it's not an iPad mini case as mm -hmm. well, right? It's only its own case. But what's cool is the, um, the keyboard, the case is magnetic, and so it it sticks to the keyboard magnetically. Okay. You can't obviously you can't see this. You can see this, but our listeners can't. But you know, I'm here just touching it together, and you know, they 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 adhere to each other by magnetism. Holds it and too. That, and it holds it up. Yeah. So what's really cool though is, so I take the case. If I unfold the case all the way over, what then happens is the case makes itself into a little tent. Uh huh. So it has oh, these. See creases in it that basically turn itself into a stand and then you can lean your iPad up on it. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> what we can do is we can um, we can post some pictures actually on the in the show notes. Okay. So if you want to see what this thing looks like. Um, but you know I really didn't think much of it um, until I got it and then I started using it and I said, well, what the heck, I'll just write the entire review using this keyboard, which is what I did. Uh -huh. And uh, it worked great. And I actually liked this thing. I was like, well, this is pretty cool. What's really neat is if you're a power user on, you know, say, a Macintosh or a Windows system, then you would know that there are a lot of things you can do with the keyboard uh, that you could do with the mouse. But often it's a lot faster if you know keyboard shortcuts yeah. to use the keyboard. You don't have to take your key, your hand off the mouse and find the mouse cursor, move it around, click on something, do what you want, move your hand back. Now I know to most people I'm speaking Greek right now. They have no <laughs> idea what I'm talking about. But if you know certain keyboard shortcuts and if you used computers back before the days of Windows, you know, like in data <laughs> entry and DOS and stuff, we didn't have mice back mm -hmm. then. Uh, what's really cool is this keyboard supports a lot of the same common keyboard shortcuts found on Mac or Windows or Linux. So you can uh, do like task switching. So for instance, if you're on a Macintosh and you hit the Apple key and the tab key together, it will let you cycle from one app to another, to another, to another. So for instance, if you had say Microsoft Word and your email and your web browser open, if you're in one of those apps, you hit all, you know, uh, you hit um, Apple tab, it will take you to the next app. Mm -hmm. So you can switch back and forth that way. And you know, that's a lot faster than looking around on the dock, trying to find that other app, clicking on it and going back and forth. Well, it adds that functionality to the iPad. Mm -hmm. So if I have messages running, say I just messaged you, and um, I'm in a uh, in a web browser looking at a web page, I can tap to say cop tap to the the URL, the address of the website I'm hitting, um, hit uh, Command or Apple X to cut that website to the key to the uh, the clipboard. Right. Hit Apple Tab to switch back to the messages app and then Apple V to paste it into a chat window with you. Mm -hmm. Much faster than, <laughs> yeah. you know, tabbing, you know, clicking on the thing, clicking on, ta tapping on the screen, tapping on the share button, selecting messages from the list of apps to share. Oh yeah. Coming up with a new thing, having to type in your name to, you know, and then 
hitting the send thing. You know, it's just <laughs> it's a lot faster. And switching apps back and forth is so much better than double tapping the the home or you know tapping the home button mm-hmm. and then trying to figure out or double tapping the home button and then trying to swipe through the list of apps on iOS. Yeah. So pretty slick. It added functionality that um, I didn't expect it was going to have when I used it. And as a result now, um, you know, there are times like for what I do, I generally cannot be anywhere nearly as productive on a, a tablet, you know, a pure tablet, an iOS tablet, for instance, as on a full Macintosh or Windows laptop. Yeah. Right. Because they're just so lacking. But uh, especially when it comes to data entry, because, you know, data entry on that soft keyboard is so slow. Oh, yeah. This has changed it. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm still not as productive. I can't type as quickly on this little keyboard. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if I do make errors, it's a little harder to clean them up using this, but <laughs> it has made, uh, you know, brainstorming and, uh, you know, composing emails and stuff a lot more accessible. Now, uh, I find that I'm a lot faster. Uh, because me, like when I'm typing at a keyboard, I can really bang out my thoughts really fast. Mm-hmm. Now, again, if you're, you know, if you're one of those people who like you kind of struggle to compose an email and, you know, <laughs> it takes a long time to just bang out a couple of lines, you probably won't appreciate this too much. It won't affect you that much. But if you're a really fast touch typist and you're really comfortable and you can just, you know, like bang out a, a you know, a uh, 200 word email real fast on a big topic uh, you might be able to do something like that on your iOS device now yeah so and does, the, yeah good well does it have uh, Windows functionality or is it only iOS it, does. It, nope, does. it has it has Windows iOS and Android uh, keyboard support so you essentially put it into one of those modes and then it acts like that. Okay. So for me, it's in, you know, since I'm using iOS, I just have it more like uh, Macintosh. You mm-hmm. know, so it acts like that. So the command key and tab, for instance, is what I'd use to go back and forth between apps. Um, another thing, too, is on a Macintosh, if you hit uh, command and the space bar, that brings up a search window, the Sherlock window, to find an app. Mm-hmm. So, like, say you don't remember, you know, like where the applications folder is, but you know you have Microsoft Word on your computer. <laughs> you can type command space and then type W O R D, and probably the top result will be Microsoft Word for yeah. Macintosh. And then you can just hit enter or click on it, and it opens. Mm-hmm. You get that same functionality on the iPad now too. And so again, for me, you know, I have all kinds of folders and screens full of apps and things. Mm-hmm. It's so much faster for me to just hit command space, word, enter, and then boom, I'm loaded into Microsoft Word. Yeah. So it's pretty slick. And it uh, <laughs> retails for like thirty nine ninety five, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like forty bucks. So definitely uh, definitely worthwhile little investment. And um, I like it. Well, I've been using uh, the Logitech version, which mm-hmm. is uh, a full-size keyboard, but it runs all the way to the edge, and there's no number. So it, it's it got full-size keys, like mm-hmm. the, the actual spacing, um, yeah. but it's only iOS. It's Because they sell of different versions, and I only bought the iOS. But I can, you, like you said, it made a difference in my in my iOS ability to work. 
I mean, I'm like, if they would just allow me to have a Bluetooth mouse on that iPad, I could do it. <laughs> yeah. I could do 100% of my work on that thing. Yep. <laughs> I, I, that's one thing I find is that for me, there's a little bit of a disconnect, uh, you know, like having to reach up and touch the screen to point or click or drag and stuff like that. For some reason, my brain doesn't want to do that. It's, well, it's weird. And and hyperlinks are horrible without a without a mouse. Like yep. if I want to copy and paste your email address, yep. I click the darn thing like four times and it opens up email before I can ever get your email address. Yep. <laughs> so so the keyboard shortcuts like you said are extremely nice for that. Yep. <laughs> yep. So I, I like it. I think it's pretty neat little uh, neat little doodad. Mm -hmm. So it's it's pretty nifty. And uh, like I said, we'll put our notes. Uh, my my review. We'll put that in the show notes, so we can add that in if you want to take a look at it. And you know, if you want to check it out, I think you might like it. Very cool. Well, all right. Um, I think that probably wraps up this segment, Peter. I think we did a pretty good job. Let's call it a wrap. All right, man. Thanks. I'll talk to you later. Bye bye. To contact either us or our guests, visit BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast. And leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.